and welcome to another episode of No Plans to Merge. I'm your host, Caleb Porzio. I'm your host, Dan Colburn. And today's episode is brought to you by... Uh, one week of rain starting today. Raining constantly for one week in Asheville, North Carolina. It's going to be wet. Thank you, Rain in Asheville, for sponsoring the show. Maybe next time you can sponsor um, Florida. Yeah, rain, rain, Probably go not. away. Go sponsor some other show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it's the worst when we have sponsors that we don't want to be sponsoring yeah. the show because we have it's, to act like we like them even though we have we to don't. say nice things about them exactly. we have to say rain is the best of of all precipitation i yeah. prefer it to hail to sleet to snow to even freezing rain and nobody believes you yeah no one believes you they're like you don't like rain You're and then as soon as they stop the money, sponsoring us we just chill. start then just we just start dogging on shit. rain yeah all the time or we have to well, you know yeah yeah, it's a whole thing, and it's a complicated dynamic, and that is why we don't take sponsors on this podcast. We should stop taking sponsors. We should. But we probably won't, because we're hungry for the dollar. That's right. That's what the show is about. <laughs> hungry like the wolf. Um, Caleb, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Excellent. How are you, Daniel? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, I, you, Do you just want to jump right into some code talk? Do it. All right, here's the thing that me and Boss Chris were talking about the other day. Boss Chris. Boss Chris. Boss Chris Steakhouse, yeah. Um, the uh, Okay, so you know how sometimes, so sometimes you have relationships, right? Yep. On your models, and you just want to like use them like relationships, or you know, so you return like this, has many, whatever. Yep. Well, sometimes there are these things where it's like, these things are related to these other things all the time, but like not in a way that I can model out with like a has many or uh, any of the existing relationships, right? So you could build Word. like a custom relationship. Word. You know, or whatever. What, how would you feel about the following? You write out a normal eloquent query builder, right? Yep. And then you just, at the end of your fluent chain, you go as relation and it generates a generic relation. So relations have a query, right? Okay. And then they also have a, um, an optional, or not optional, but they have a eager loading query as well. Okay. Right? Um, so you could basically assume that as relation, like, sets the query to, like, the thing that you've just built up as the query builder, right? Interesting. Okay. And then... Uh, you would have maybe an optional parameter inside that would be another. I don't know if you could actually pass in a query builder, but like another something that would allow you to set the eager loading query as well. Word. Okay. Um, and then you could just create relations all over the place willy nilly with all kinds of interesting architectures. Right. So like imagine like a has many through, right? Sure. You've got like a has many through, but has many through doesn't work in like if one relationship is in the wrong direction, right? Yep. So like say you have like two, whatever. You've got like a belongs to and a has one, right? So it's like you can always figure out what the correct thing is, but has many through doesn't support that, right? Yep. So like you could very easily write the query 
to yeah. like find that related thing. And then you just pass, sure. you just chain as relation onto that. And then you return that from a method on the model. And now you get all the nice things. So you can eager load it. You can uh, use it to generate a query builder, which you can then modify further. You can use the whole like attribute casting to a collection thing. You know, you just end up with a relationship. Daniel. Yeah. Uh, first question, does this exist? Uh, not as far as we know. Okay. This is an API you dreamt up? Uh, this is an API we dreamt up. So we ended up just implementing a custom relationship. Because right. It was you faster. and Boss Chris. Me and Boss Chris. Okay. Daniel. So this is my, this is what I want. This is like, yeah, yeah. Th this is, I'm Daniel. This is what I want. I'm with it. So, okay. So technologic. So you understand relationships. This is the, I understand relationships right up into the point where I'm sure that there's something I'm not thinking about under the hood. Okay, shoot. I you was hoping you understood it enough to know what things are impossible or not. What do you, what do you ask? Okay, about? so, so let, let me ask you this. Let's say that you have a user class. Mm -hmm. You have the user model class and you have a relationship to posts. Mm -hmm. And now instead of saying return this arrow has many post colon colon class, mm -hmm. you do this. You say return and we'll start with your, well, you, I'll use your syntax. Sure. Um, return uh, post colon colon where user ID Mm -hmm. th uh, this, this ID. arrow ID yep, and that's it because that's the query builder we're not going to execute the query and then at the end you'd say arrow as relation, as relation. and then mm -hmm. that builds up a custom object that whatever knows how to do its stuff and so now you can just do user arrow posts and that, that would be the equivalent of this Correct. arrow has many Correct. interesting so okay I mean I dig the crap out of this like I, I think this could be monumental um, some things that come to mind. Uh, one, I think I think you could probably do better than as as well as relation is cool. You mean just the name of the method? Um, yeah, maybe the at least the name of the method. But I wouldn't even. I don't think I would want it at the end of a fluent chain. I feel uh -huh. like I would just want some sort of relationship just constructor like, that accepts a query. A so like query a, builder, just return new relationship exactly. Or new query relation or something yeah. that just accepts a thing. Or like, yeah, custom relationship, colon, colon, from query, and ooh, then you pass in ooh, something yeah, like yeah. that. So that's awesome because mm -hmm. I just adore that. And then some of the next plates, because this would be insanely useful because mm -hmm. literally this is perfect because as soon as you break out of the bounds of what's reasonable with the right. basic so relationships. You end, up, you end up in hell world. Yes, as soon as you break out of it, it's like you have a fork in the road. You you do weird things, and I've done, and I know a lot of people who have done their own thing where like, oh, I really love the relationship API, so they'll make it like just return an, a collection of models, but it's not actually relationships, so you can't like right. eager load and or stuff. Or if you're but. really crazy, you'll end up actually like having a method that returns a query builder and then uh, an, a getter for the attribute that actually returns a collection of that query builder, which I've done. Uh, explain that. So like, you know how like you can access things as an attribute and then it gets yeah. the collection, right? Yeah. So I have done stuff in the past where like the, it, say it was like posts, yeah, right? Yeah. Where the posts yeah. method returns a query builder and the post attribute returns a collection of that query yeah, builder. Yeah, that's so dark. 
It's terrible. So, right. So any of that stuff, I've like gained enough wisdom in life to know not to do that. Like I avoid that at all costs. Like if you mm-hmm. break outside of the normal stuff, just use popos. Just like one random service classes or something to do your dirty deeds. Um, or even just a method on the model that's bespoke and explicit mm-hmm. about it being bespoke. But this is actually a path to greatness. Unification of the if, API. Yeah. So I think some of the things that it would have to that I would want out of it is like I love the user. I think we've I think we've already solved the problem. You've already solved the problem with the API. Like it's perfect, mm-hmm. I think. The mental model is dead simple. You have access to the current model and you can build up a query builder. Done deal. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then you handle everything you can in the background. A few things that come to mind. Um, one thing that came to mind is uh, I wouldn't want it like, you know what? I guess this would be up to, this would be up to the developer. I'm thinking about joins in the query. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's up to the developer if you want to yeah. include. Don't, be, you don't can. be a bad person and stick a million joins in your query. Yeah. It's up to you. Um, I'm just, I was just kind of wondering if like, if, there was some distinction there like oh this would only work if your query was standalone and like in theory could be used as a separate relationship to a separate database mm-hmm. um, a separate database connection you know which i like obviously as the sushi guy um but the other thing is like you know it has one is a relationship to one thing and sometimes it's many so sure so th- that's already handled. some distinction that's um so basically, yeah, there are there's things like in has one that like return first instead of returning um returning a collection, right? Okay. So yep, instead of right. doing like yeah, arrow totally. get, yes. it does arrow first. hundred percent. Um but like I think it would be really simple to just add like either so the dark pattern would be like to add like a third query parameter that's like a Boolean true or false that's yeah. like, do you want this to be first or not? Yeah. But uh if you do the fluent chain thing and you do the destructor pattern where you create like a pending yeah. relationship object mm-hmm. or whatever, right. then you just, you just add like an arrow single on the end. Yep. Um, and that, that is the, I think that's the 1% use case. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is single relationships. I would yeah. think. Um, so like, here's an example, right? So in the game we're building, um, there are many rounds, right? Um, uh, sorry, I take that back, but go on. In the game we're building, there are many rounds, right? And a game has many rounds. Um, And then there's the current round, right? And the current round is one of the rounds that is related to the game where a couple of other things are true, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like to access the current round through a couple of other methods. So I have some, like, weird custom methods on some other things that access that round. Yep. Um. And so that would be like a great example of like, you know, like here's the query to get the current round. Yeah. And then you just add like a as relation arrow single or even you just add two methods as single relation. Dope, dude. I mean, I do the same thing with my uh, Disney Trivia Night app, the current question. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have my own like I just I just turn all these things into just bespoke methods on the model. Right, right. I call it, but how much but it's better unclear would they be? If you're not in like PHP storm land where you know all your return types whether you want to or not yeah um it's, it's really hard it's to know like or... does this thing return a query builder or does this return yeah. one object or does this return a collection of objects like i love it i mean i think it could i think it's like the missing link um and i did remember that you do want it to return one more often than not 
or probably equal amounts because like I do belongs to and that you know I was thinking has yeah. one but belongs mm-hmm. to returns a belongs single returns one. model yep. and I use that more than anything yep so yeah so you would need a way to do that and like I mean dude this is it possible that this could just be a third party package called like uh so yes buddies or something and like you just have everything normal except you just return like eloquent buddies slash custom relationship you know or you just import that so yeah it could definitely be a package um so the thing that i think it should start as a package for sure yeah and then maybe get pr'd yeah um the thing with the thing that boss chris and i were talking about with the current sort of eloquent relationship setup is that like there aren't like a lot of like generic tests for relationships overall so there's like these has one tests and has has one or many tests and yeah. there's belongs to tests and there's polymorphic sure. tests um that test all the specific imp- implementations but there's not like a it'd be cool if there was like a test that tested that a given relationship like met all of the standards of relationships yep you know mm-hmm. because it's kind of dark reading around in there and figuring out what all these methods are for and what they're supposed to do and stuff. Um, So it'd be sick if there was like some section of the test suite that just tested like the generic relationship interface or something Um, or tested each implementation against a generic set of relationship requirements. Cause if that worked, then it would be really easy to like build out this custom relationship and then know that it works in all use cases where you expect relationships to work you know yeah i feel like you i mean uh like parental it's not yeah it's not that hard no but i think like in parental i i just did a bunch of like outside in tests for every different type of relationship um which is different but i mean it's like for your package you could just write a ton of outside in tests yeah and i don't think it would be that bad I don't think so either. And I guess you would have to know if the implementation is like clean enough, like uh-huh. slotted into the way Eloquent works enough uh-huh. that like you're pretty confident in it. Or if like, uh-huh. whoa, I'm doing a ton and I need to like cover every crack. Sure. But dude, I think it's hot. I think it's super hot and I think it could be I think so fantastic. Too, I think it's super, super good idea. Yeah. It's a good idea to have on a Friday, you know? Yeah. Because it's like, about a weekend worth of work yeah feels like sweet (laughs) you doing it i mean i might you gotta do it i feel like i should i feel like i at least should take an honest stab and like see if there's a serious problem i'm not seeing right because if it's just literally as simple as like you know this query equals the query then like (laughs) yeah man you're gold that would be nuts that would be so nuts. I can't imagine that being the case. Yeah. But I mean, man. the eager loading query is the only outside thing. Mm. I'm not, but I mean, I think 90% of the time the eager loading query should just be the same as the query. Right. Right. So, so it's like, there's only different? rare cases where the eager loading query needs to be different. I don't even know what those cases would be. Um, I guess there are some, I don't know. That's okay. why there is a separate object. A separate thing for the eager loading query. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Um, And I need to like look at all of the existing, sorry, all of the extant relationship types and see if, um, see which of them is using that. 
yeah. right? To understand like exactly what it's for. But yeah. basically it's like, I mean, part of it is like, you need to like, I think this is true. You need like, you need to like write a query for like, if I say like this posts with users, right? Or this posts with comments, right? Yep. So then I have like, I'm basically trying to get the comments for a collection of posts rather than right. getting a, so there might be optimizations in the query that you can write for the, sure. so I think that's what it's not for. Like it's a like, where in or something. Yeah. Because otherwise you, you're just like, you know, and then you have to do all oh, this deduplication oh, oh. stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So you want to write like an optimized query for like when you're getting an array of things for an array of things. Interesting. Yeah. And maybe there's an intelligent way. Maybe there's an intelligent way to do it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of what I'm thinking is like, it shouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Do it though, dude. That's dude, a good one. I'm saying, dude, it's like... I dig. It's kind of a gimme. It's weird that it doesn't exist. I know. The API is there. I don't know why I've never thought of it or so somebody's never seen it. So you don't like the fluent it. thing though? You don't like the as relation? Not personally, no. But So you want like... I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. And you could offer mm-hmm. both. You could just have a macro that internally, mm-hmm. you know, attaches itself, news itself up and returns itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about no. like a, what about like a trait that you add to your base model class or that you could import on given models that then returns it in the style? Cause like right now the, the API is like, this has many, this belongs to yeah. this. You, you can so just do a was- macro on model. You don't even need oh, to yeah, have Oh, yeah, you trait. just do a macro model. Fuck the trait. And just do this arrow something. Ha- Has related through query. Uh, that's too wordy. Way too wordy. Um, this arrow from query? I don't know. This mm. arrow relates to query? Um... What if it was like... What if it was just has related? Could be. Right? Because then you're Well, not... you're using that has, which is like the opposite of belongs to. Right, right. You know? Like, what, what if about it was this a is suffix? related? Mm. I, I'm trying to think. I would rather it be something that's not has... Like is, I guess, but yeah. I, I don't about, like is. What about like relates to many and relates to one? And that's how you distinguish the. Yeah, I was kind of thinking. Return. I was thinking the opposite, but I think that's even better. I was going to say like has one from query, has many from query, mm-hmm. belongs to from query. So that, I think you just kill the from query part and just say like relates to. Interesting. Relates to relates. You're saying relates to one relates to many. Yeah. Yeah, cuz uh, so relates to would be like a generic pointer. It's not necessarily yeah. saying which direction. Um it's possible. I think that it's tough. I don't love relates to because it doesn't mm-hmm. it's so generic to me mm-hmm. that it doesn't like attach itself well to a package or something or that it's custom or that it's query related. Mm-hmm. You know? What are what are other things in the API that we could pull from? Like, what are other areas where you can sub a custom query instead of instead of a given thing, you know? Sub a custom um, query. 
I mean, is it? There's got to be like. I'm just gonna straight up. What about this arrow queries related? Maybe. So eloquent builder already has from query. You know, mm -hmm. it's like a create a collection of models from a raw query. So, like, I think that's the closest um, convention. Mm -hmm. Is like, yeah, so it would be then, like then relation colon like, colon from query. You know, that's like yeah. Well, right. So that's nice, but I'm talking about like the I other know. API. I know. Um, I, this yeah. arrow relation from query. This arrow related from query. This arrow related query. Hmm. The question is, do you brand these methods or not? Like, do you name the package and then brand the methods to be related to the package name? I mean, my right, favorite like, thing is like to have wire, like, right. You know? Like I would, I like branded packages. Yeah. So I think this should be branded, but I, I like branded packages, but generic. Um, I like the package to be. Have I said the same thing three times already? You've started saying the same thing three right. times and you finished it zero times. Okay. The package to be branded and the API to feel as if it's native. You know, like that's right. like sushi is just rows and mm -hmm. get rows and parental is just like table and parent mm -hmm. or ch and, child, yeah. you know, and, and live wire is mount. And so I would want this to Zig feel first party that way too. Yeah, exactly. That's my intention is that it should feel like a first party add on. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, the fucking name is so hard though. So if this method. were in Laravel, what would Taylor do? I feel like, dude, I feel like, if this was in Laravel, here's what Taylor would do. And here's honestly, like if Taylor wanted to like put on his put on his his Sherlock pants and like completely just take this idea and implement it into Laravel instead of me building a package. Yeah. Here's what he would do. He would write this thing and then he would extend all of the other relationships off of this. This would become the base relationship and all the other relationships would just be extensions of this that create that query themselves in different ways right so it would right. be an has many would be a nice api for building up yeah. a query that is actually represented in this yeah and then the api would just be has related and it would take i don't or, like the word related i i'm like i'm just acknowledging my own trigger from it is because it's so generic that it like claims all of it kind of like, you know what I mean? Like to me, I would lose the connection to custom query, you know, mm -hmm. like that's the thing that I'm just so intimately used to is from query is mm -hmm, something that's mm -hmm. like using that word query so that you know that like you're putting in the, that's the pet. This is a hole for the bespoke query that can be an eloquent query or a query builder query, mm -hmm, you know, like mm -hmm. we're used to this idea. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a great pattern. And saying related to or relates to or relationship or something to me is like over genericizing it for the, for it. It's not saying like, this is a hole for a query. You know what I mean? Sure. But it really makes it tough when like you want to like, yeah. So there's just has many, just new has many. And this could be 
Right. Then logically, it's like. Well, it's yeah. like, okay, if you didn't say you didn't understand, say you came to like, you're learning Laravel for the first time, right? Yeah. And you come into a code base that already has this package installed, right? Yeah. And so you don't realize that this package or that this method is not native Laravel. Yeah. Right? As far as you know, like this is just a native Laravel thing. Yeah. So if you say this arrow has many, you're going to expect it to have a class and then optionally an ID, right? Ooh. I think I got it. Go on though. What do you got? Go on. Well, I'm just saying, like, what would you expect the API for a method called has related to be? What I want it to be mm-hmm. is it's just has many or belongs to or whatever, except you pass in a query builder to those. Oh. Methods. Instead of the class of the related no, thing, I don't you just like pass that. in the query no, builder. No, but Caleb, that's not good. Why not? Because those words have baggage about like table structure and where the ID is. And it's true, you know? So like, if you do that, you're implying that like, that's the table structure behind the scenes when really it's not. Right. So like, you're like, if there was some underlying, if Taylor rewrote everything so that really this arrow has many is just a facade for this arrow relates to new has many Mm -hmm. and then passes that in. Then, then you, you even have need a to do you. that, right? It would just be this arrow relates to class where ID is this ID. What I'm saying is, is like relates to is the common. Mm-hmm. Your proposed relates to in theory would also like ideally it's like the generic thing. It's the generic thing. Um. Uh, I don't like relates to because it rhymes with like it like is symmetrical with belongs to and seems like asymmetrical with has many. Mm-hmm. So what if it was just like relationship or relate this return this arrow related. So it's there's also morph to and belongs to many. Right. So something to is actually kind of generic. Yeah. Yep. And it d- belongs to many the key is not on this model. It's on a different table. Yep. Right? So I, I think the two, the something two, doesn't imply the, like, the key is on this table and, like, I, you know. What if it was this arrow to query? No. It, w- it would. That sounds like you're, like, casting a I model know. to a query. Query two. Two. Two is definitely the word. You're right. Two is the th- it's the word for this yeah. to that, this to these things. What? Okay. Okay. Well, so there's like belongs to many. What about like relates to query? Belongs to query. That sounds weird. Wait, okay. is that what happens? Does it belong to a query? No, it kind of has a query. Yeah. Uh, naming things dude the api bro another route that i don't think is the right route but let's say that it's called like pizzazzle or like let's say it's called kazoozles because i think we wanted to use that for something we think sushi was going to be kazoozles or something so this is kazoozle Mm -hmm. so then you have kazoozle colon colon from query Mm -hmm. like 
that it's to interesting. Me is... This could be this package could be called Kazoozle, right? Because if you think about what a Kazoozle is, it's like a generic tube full of it's unknown stuff. Yep. It's a tube full of like unknown and unknowable stuff. What if we were going outside the bounds of Kazoozle, which is objectively the right the right name? What would be something that connects one thing to the other that's really fun and Kazoozle like? Connects one thing to the or other. Or relates like what is related relationship connection hit? You could just call it fam. Fam. Fam, bro. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Slash oh dude. dude Composer require Daniel Culver slash fam, dude. Fam. Dude, no, dude, it's fam. just gotta be fam slash fam. Dude, sure. Composer require fam Doesn't slash matter. fam. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fam, dude. Fam is good. Fam is good. Fam is it. It is oh, literally it, it. It has like a built-in graffiti dude. logo, dude. Fam is like, fam demands a graffiti logo. Sure. Uninstall. Yeah. ASCII art graffiti. Dude, I've never even thought about it. I was just talking about it on the GitHub manual. Oh, like On the docs. Okay. Um, But like what docs? There's like one method. You know, yeah. like you don't even need docs. You haven't built it yet, Daniel. That's true. Give it a month. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll have 20, 20 fucking pages of docs in Dude, my Dude, fam is hot, man. This fam is, is it. Hot. It's called fam, no doubt. Uh-huh. What's the API? It could just, all right. Wh- yeah, yeah, yeah. This arrow fam, dude. It could just start out as this arrow fam. Do it, um, do it, do it. Just return this, fam. this arrow fam. And then you pass in a, a query builder. This is That's, good. You can start there. Yeah, That's a and really good place to rename start. it. Yep. Yeah. You always re- yeah, because this is like the you know zero point one release. So who cares? You can right? always have a macro to. By fam. the time V one comes out, you can always like add a a more boring and sure. generic name. Dude, I Dude, love this it so fam much. Fam is pretty hot. So good. Return <laughs> this fam. Pass in the fam. Oh, dude, give me oh. that fam. Dude. Ooh, that's pretty hot. I love dude. it. And you're right. It does have to be graffiti. So yeah. whip something up. Dude, whip something up and then whip something up. Love it. I love it, dude. This is a good project. I like it. It's small. It's like bite sized, but also like could be like real. And like there's definitely like a ton of like maintenance and optimization down the road as people For discover sure. like it doesn't handle this type of complicated query yeah, well, endless, whatever. Endless. Endless improvements, but like yep. getting to MVP is pretty manageable. Yep. Yes. It has to happen. It's a perfect API. It's a solution to a very real next level eloquent problem. I was working on the game. I was working on the game the other day oh. and I just hated it. I made one of those methods where I returned a collection. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's the problem statement is how disgusting you feel when you imitate Eloquence API. Well or when you actually like when you call like this arrow posts as a method with the parentheses. Yeah, and you you get get a collection. collection collection. I'm gross. I feel gross for doing this. It's horrible. It's so bad. And you don't get the eager load stuff. Like that is a very actual practical like benefit of this approach. Yeah, is that huge. I can say with something huge and if true, then it's, dude. And if it's a yeah, dude, Fam. 
this Dude, arrow fam. Good work, man. 32 minutes and we already have a great already new product. It's like done. Yeah. Fam, man. Woo. I love it, Daniel. Yeah, dude, I feel energized. You should. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm also drinking a monster, so it could be that. Oh, is that it? Could be. Probably is. Probably. The YouTube audience already knew I was drinking a monster. I didn't know. You guys know uh, we're on YouTube, right? Someone someone tweeted and I said, like, so wait, funny. I thought this was a bit. I didn't know there was actually a YouTube. I thought you guys were joking about there being a YouTube. You I know, love that. The, I was we're like, kind of that's... the boy who cried wolf over here. What about like, everything? We've been telling people they're sponsors for years. Right. They think, they don't think everything we YouTube. say is total bullshit. Yeah. We're just totally full of shit. Yeah. Everything we We've say. We've been pretending there's a listener all this time. Right. It's not even a podcast. It's not even a podcast. No. We're just Daniel, one, that's good. One we should person's in... fever dream. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like one of us doesn't even exist. Yeah. Neither of us exists. We Neither only of exist. Us exist. We exist only in the mind of the listener. Yep. This is all just a dream. Yeah, we are your psychosis. It's okay. Yeah. Daniel, Daniel. Oh. D. How about you? How about your life? Now that we've created a product and built an API. Um, oh man, I mean, yeah, right? Uh <laughs> all right. Choose your choose your path. You got choose Alpine Day. Alpine Day. Uh doing small things with Livewire and Alpine Laracon talk. Uh-huh. You got a new boat club membership. You got <laughs> a new business idea. Um and you got uh oh, there's others, dude. I'm missing. Oh, you got crypto. Oof. Um and my big winnings on crypto. Oh, did you make a lot? Depends who you ask. Is that, is that where this boat club membership you. came from? That's where I got the vocal membership. You'll have to choose your path. So I'll leave those out right now and then um, you just decide. Okay. First, I'd like to address to some feedback from the, from the listener. Um, it's called the Alpine Summit. It's not called Alpine Day. Oh, that's so funny. It is actually Alpine Day. It's called Alpine Summit. It should be. And I respect the person who tweeted that. Yeah. But I can't do it. What do you mean you can't do it? Affiliate summit is just like leaves this horrible taste in my mouth of like, like businessy conference. Like summit is just such a generic businessy, like, like, um, the guy from 30 rock, you know, Alex Baldwin's mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. Like he would name it that. I've actually and been there to would a, be a talk once. on synergy. Do we ever talk about my summit? Uh, like, what do you mean? I went to one summit, like a business summit or like a, yeah, it was a summit. Um, okay. so I worked for this agency that was part of like a portfolio of companies that this billionaire guy like owned oh, nice. shares in. Um, and he was like a Christian billionaire. Okay. And his whole thing impossible. was impossible. Like, I know. Right. He's not a real he, Christian. His whole, yeah. Good luck getting through the eye of the needle. Yeah, exactly. Bro. Get um, the eye of the needle. No way. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but he's a good steward. <laughs> one would hope gotta be a good steward yeah you know you gotta be a good steward you know uh to whom much is given much is expected um exactly the love of money is the root of all prosperity yeah well and the important thing about him is that when he was given that money he didn't just bury it he went out and earned ten. exactly points. yep and he's That's gonna be what... given a city because of that yes um the... <laughs> this guy was like a christian billionaire and uh he Basically was like real into the whole like culture war thing where he was like, yeah. it's important for us to create like 
uh, Christian influence on culture so that we can win yeah, the culture war. It's culture or of relativism. And so he like invested in like movie production companies and all he these put companies. Out Silver Surfer, Surf Soul Surfer. Uh, well, they made the Narnia movies. Oh, word. Yeah. Um, it, all these companies that w- he thought were gonna like sort of slowly like nudge culture towards Christianity or whatever. Yeah. And I worked for like a marketing agency, basically, that he owned a stake in that was um, basically many of our clients were like his other companies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is before Titan. Um, And uh, anyway, one time we went to his summit, which was like anybody with um, anyone who was a director of any department in any of these companies that he owned. Or he didn't own all of he didn't own all of the company, but he, any of these companies that were in his portfolio of companies, yeah, you know. And so it was. I would happen to be the director of like our web division of this nice. marketing company, right? Um, and so like it was me and like a couple other people from our company. This guy and named like Scott. Five people from like each of these companies, and so there's like directors and production people and all this like movie a lot of movie people a lot of journalism people and then like us marketing people right okay and we went to this fancy smancy dinner where they like rented out the restaurant a benihana no it was like a local place in boston okay um they like rented out the restaurant for the summit and it was all of us summit people in there okay and then at some point Someone someone goes like, all right, it's time for the gifts. And then it was this very weird moment where everyone presented the rich guy with gifts. What? <laughs> Except Daniel Colborn. No, 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 no. Like each company. Oh, word. Kind of presented him with, like each company had like okay. come bearing a gift. It's funny. And presented them him with a gift. And in the... You know, every single person like got up and gave a little speech as they gave their gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all of them were like, what do you get for the man who has everything? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and so everyone had like a little story about why this gift was appropriate. Like someone got him like like a copy of like uh, like Benjamin Franklin's rules for life or whatever. You know, and was okay. like, you know, there's a bunch of great wisdom in here. And like wisdom is the only thing that you can't buy. So like. Here you go. And that's why Solomon wanted bubble, you know, um, hit him with some Solomon references and give him a book yeah. of wisdom. Anyway, the greatest, the greatest moment. So the night before we had arrived, they had all gone to like a Red Sox game. Right. Okay. And then um, someone gets up there with a framed picture of a frog. <laughs> it goes, you know, when we were at the Red Sox game yesterday. <laughs> The such and such outfielder just made like an incredible leap to catch the ball <laughs> no. as it was going over the fence. <laughs> and it just reminded me of the great leap of faith that John has taken investing in all of our companies for the betterment of society. And, you know, it's important to look before you leap. And I know that John always does his due diligence, mm. right? Ha, 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 ha. Everyone chuckles. And then it's like, so anyway, I got you this framed picture of a frog to represent the leap. <laughs> and you know that dude just procrastinated. Yeah. And was just at like Walmart or something like drumming up. Yeah, because like the personal anecdotes. assistant of the billionaire 
like the night before was like, oh, by the way, there's going to be this whole gift thing <laughs> at the dinner. So like, that's the real humor is like the the lineup of people, like the clear divide between the people. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. There's the people who got the gifts, and then there's the people who did it. But the summit is in like a one horse town that only has like I don't know some obscure <laughs> store, like the like the container store or something. <laughs> Or Ikea. No, that's even too broad. But like, I got the container you store bowl. is perfect. Everyone's right. got like, I got, I got you this, you this organ- pen organizer. Because <laughs> I know you sign a lot of deals. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great, dude. Anyway, that was my summit oh. experience. I've been to one summit. Dude, that sounds like... um. Hell, it was. Yeah, it was hell. That's a little weird. I didn't know that's how the world worked. Yeah, it was literally Uh, just like an ass kissing ceremony. It was very wild. (laughs) That's totally wild. Yeah, I thought you were going somewhere like Karate Island, the SpongeBob episode that you didn't watch because you live in Japan, (laughs) right? Um, but I'm sure we've covered Karate Island on the show. Our show's been around long enough that I genuinely have no idea whether we've Um, covered Karate Island. Yeah, but. Like spun, it's just the perfect, it's it's the perfect corollary to any summit, basically, yeah. where like one guy is going to disseminate a bunch of wisdom to people, yeah. and everybody like buys tickets to Karate Island. But it's just the after the whole like episode, the whole SpongeBob <laughs> episode, where you know he's going through all the trials and he's you know on Karate Island, and eventually it's a multi-level marketing spiel. <laughs> <laughs> it's just SpongeBob's like the greatest kids cartoon ever. Um, oh, that's good. So yeah. So yeah. anyway, Alpine Summit value oh, yeah, 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 effort, but it's Summit. not but called the Alpine Summit. I don't want to call it Alpine Summit because I hate the name. But it's too perfect. But if you did, we might get you gifts. I would love that. Like uh, I could use some some uh, uh, what's that stuff called? <laughs> yeah, the what's the gl- the good glass containers? Oh, Pyrex. Pyrex. Yeah. Yeah. A nice Pyrex. Yeah, or like a good, um, like a <laughs> like a plant pot, you know. <laughs> yeah, this this is um this is my IKEA plant. Yeah, that as soon is as we got here, plant? yeah, went to IKEA just to get like my desk is actually made of IKEA stuff, kind of compiled together. Mm-hmm. Um, just like throwaway crap, the cheapest IKEA stuff you can get, mm-hmm. just because temporary but anyway but i couldn't resist this little plant i'm like this looks so nice even though it's fake but yeah this is something that i (laughs) you would give i got charlotte some like cactuses for uh her birthday or something one time cool and it turns out they were fake but i didn't realize she's like did you buy me fake plants (laughs) (laughs) i was like are those fake she was like yeah didn't you like touch them i was like no it's a cactus why would i touch it it's sharp yeah, no, you don't want to touch those. It's fake cactuses. That's funny, dude. Yeah. Fake fake plants is another good like that could be another good um mine of, of good humor. Like occasionally yeah, Or another good gift to get the man that, who has everything. Exactly. And he's just um, like, you know, I was thinking about like the how like the thing the gift that keeps on giving and never dies is like a good investment, you know? And you want to know it's a great investment, a fake plant, because you never have to water it and it keeps giving back. Yep, he would buy it. Yeah. Um, like a, a funeral, like if you gave like a big, huge arrangement of fake flowers at a funeral, that would be completely inappropriate, right? I assume so. 
Right. Like that would be very funny. Depends on who died. Sure. Like if the person who died was, was like allergic got a lot daisies. of plastic surgery and stuff. Right. It would be <laughs> appropriate. Yeah. I recently bought flowers um, for, for a Valentine's. Funeral, oh. And uh, they're so expensive. Oh, yeah. Like it's ludicrous. Everything death related is shockingly expensive. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I dropped a wow. hundred bucks on like. A flower. Like a small amount of flowers. Yeah. yeah. It was nuts. I'm like, this is crazy. I feel like I could just, I feel like this same thing at Valentine's Day would be much less. Like, yeah. Like, like, I feel like $15. I could get this at like, you know, Aldi checkout for $8 on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Well, that's why people do the in lieu of flowers thing. Cause they're like, why are you just going to yeah, yeah, get yeah. this funeral home rich? What do you do in lieu of flowers? You like donate to nonprofits usually. It'll be like in lieu right. of flowers, donate to whatever. Oh, right, right. Yes, totally. Yep. This mm. guy was like, nah, I'm trying to get those flowers. Yeah, no. Um, so yeah, Daniel. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, Alpine Day. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a full conference. Woo. Yeah. I think I'm just going to do kind of like a normal conference, except okay. like... Um, Are you still going to do some of the like live on stage learning Alpine things? I don't know the thing. So here's what scared me about the other setup was, um, was I like, what if they fail? Like what if they get up there and can't make something? Yeah, I guess. And, and I feel like as like, there's a lot of people who would love to put some effort into a talk and actually have an Alpine talk. Like I started entertaining, the idea of like actually having a conference that is for the Alpine ecosystem, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought like that could be really beneficial for people. Um, Alpcon. Alpcon, but it's Alpine day. Dude, Alpine day is the best name ever. You mm-hmm. just came up with that instantly. Just like, Oh, Alpine day. It feels like it's a the best thing. name ever. Yeah. I started working on the design for it. So, you know, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's, it's going to happen. I still don't cool. know the whole format. Still don't know the pricing model or anything, but but yeah, it's going to happen, bro. I'm into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's that. That's that, Deke. Um, what do you think about... Um, or sorry, not what do you think about. You said you had a n- new business idea. What you know about? Oh, here's my idea. I'm actually like, nervous to say This is already like a high value episode for the listener. Yeah, right. right? They already have a up. package they can steal from me. Yeah. Um... And now they can have a business idea they can steal from you. Right. Okay. Immediately when this show ends, you got to go get the GitHub uh-huh. fam if it exists. Probably not. Yeah. Probably doesn't exist. Get the fam org. Yeah. Um, see if you can get the fam org and mm-hmm. maybe grab the domain. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't seem fam. like it needs Dev, a domain. Fam.dev has dude, to be taken. But Laravel no fam. No way is fam. Lara yeah, fam. But Lara fam. I'm not into the Lara thing. Yeah. names yeah, yeah. unfortunately but um but you're allowed to be says the creator of lara wire yeah i know <laughs> um daniel yeah fam oh okay so here's the business idea and i won't say the yeah, name fam. of it oh i want to say the name of it but i also don't want everybody to trounce my domain names you know because okay. i don't like want to buy every domain name right now <laughs> until i know i want to do it sure but i don't want people to 
to dog me here. Well, so, okay. Uh huh. Here's the idea, at least. I'll pitch you the idea. Dude, how laggy am I for you? A little bit. Oh, man. I don't know how I'm going to do Laracon on this internet connection or internet connection. You were fine countries. until just now. This place. Can you, can like, if I had a Verizon iPhone, could tethering like be a better connection than this? Could tethering yeah. get. Especially like, you're in Orlando, like, right? You probably have 5G there. Like, I would imagine Orlando has 5G. Word. So, like, if you had, like, a just 5G connection. Yeah. Can you just pay for a 5G hotspot yet for, like, a reasonable price or something? I don't know. I want that to be a solved problem. Because yeah. I think hotspots are, like, the coolest idea ever. Yeah. I mean, you can just get a 4G hotspot for sure. Lame in implementation. So with 4G, though, I It'll likely be wouldn't fine. be able to stream a Laracon talk. No, you probably would. Just depends on the speeds you're getting. I mean, if you're downtown Orlando getting five bars of LTE, like there's a chance that you're getting 20 up or something, you know? Hmm. I have to, I have to look into this here. Problem. Yeah, Mind. people stream. People do like yeah. live YouTube Twitch streaming stuff from... LTE all the time. Okay. Right? Like Instagram Word. Live is happening Damn. on... Yeah. I know, but it's not like uh, Zoom screen sharing. Yeah, you yeah. Know, It's not like a Zoom call with screen you sharing. You need to see little letters and stuff. Um, yeah. Daniel, here's the idea. Tell me. Here's the problem statement. There, for any given hobby or activity, there are two paths to buying all the crap you need for that activity Correct. or that you want. There is go to the store, the physical store, um, and buy the brand items. So let's just say hypothetically fishing. You go to Cabela's or Bass Pro, hypothetically picking out of a hat. You know what? Backpacking. You go to your uh, your REI, REI um, and you're you're going to REI and you get your stuff you're like oh you get outfitted with a pack they're like oh you need a you know you need a down sleeping bag okay cool like I'll get this one it's three hundred dollars no problem right. or you need like a waterproof lightweight ultra light jacket like that's gonna be three hundred bucks outdoor research you're gonna want to buy it yeah okay so you do all that stuff you spend um, twenty four hundred dollars at REI. <laughs> Exactly. For your, you know, your day trip up, uh, whatever, up the sledding hill at the local town reservoir. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you, uh, you do that and, or that's path number one. Path number two is you go on Amazon and you buy all the knockoff cheapo stuff. That's like a small fraction of the price. Right. And you likely regret half of it. Right. But, but which whatever. Half? You get the $20 rain jacket that looks exactly like the outdoor research rain jacket. Right, but which half? So, there is a YouTuber, Darwin on the Trail. You ever heard of this mm -hmm. guy? Nope. You have? Okay. He's a cool dude. And he's just like a backpack YouTuber guy. He does, you know, the AT and the other, the PCT and whatnot. Um, and he does normal gear reviews of like what I took on my through hike of the Pacific Crest Trail. Is that what it's called? Sure. Um, but he also does like, 
I bought all the cheapest options for all this stuff just to try them out and see what happens. And actually, a few of them are really, really good. And you could just get away with this thing. Mm-hmm. And and those videos are fantastic. Okay. So I'm encountering the same thing with fishing right now. It's like, I don't want to spend $200 per rod because I break them and I, you know, I need a bunch of them. And reels, same thing. Like reels are insanely expensive and line and lures and all the stuff. And you can go to Bass Pro and you can drop $600 on like a rig or two, or you can go to Amazon and get six rigs for $600 or more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. Um, that was kind of a long lead up, but really for those who share my affinity of cheap, effective crap, I want to make a business that is like the wire cutter for cheap garbage on Amazon. Mm. Per ca- and starting with like a specific outdoor niche and then like working out but like i could start with fishing or something like garbage fishing gear reviews.com let's just mm-hmm. say that's not my proposed name because i'm hiding that um and then that's it and then i make affiliate commissions and i have like a youtube channel where i you know review these things but i just buy like the 10 cheap garbage things in a category use them and review them what do you think i think that's great i think you should do it um, so there's a guy, this is interesting. Um, so there's a guy who I might, uh, hang out with. Um, someone hit, he posted on Twitter, like who's in Asheville, who's cool. And someone mentioned me, you know? Okay. And he's like a backpack reviewer. Okay. Um, on YouTube, Chase Reeves is his name. And we've like been talking, he's traveling right now, but I think we're going to hang out when he comes back. But anyway, I listened yeah. to his podcast because I wanted to like figure out if this guy's like a psychopath who's going to kill me or not. Sure. Um, turns out he's like pretty chill and interesting and talks about like backpacks, but also like Buddhism and psychedelics and all the, you know, all the stuff. Sweet. Um, anyway, his YouTube channel is so interesting because he'll do like, you know, the peak design bag that I have that I like thrashed over yeah. whether I was going to buy it. You know, yeah. I was like if I still want it in June, I'm allowed to buy it. Blah blah. blah. Love yeah. that bag. Greatest decision I ever made. Sweet. Um, he'll do like a hour and twenty minute review of that bag, where about forty minutes of it is like reviewing the bag, mm-hmm. and the rest of the time is like he will wander off on philosophy, on mm-hmm. all kinds of interesting random stuff about like. You know, like he was traveling with his family for about three years. They were just traveling. And so that's Mm -hmm. how he started reviewing travel bags. But he's traveling with like his two kids and his wife. And he'll just like in the middle start talking about like, you know, like what it's like to travel with your family and like how like certain things that you didn't even expect can be really difficult. And like, but other things are really rewarding in interesting ways. Anyway, back to the peak design everyday backpack. Like, sure. You know, and I love. Yeah. He's like, Like, he goes off on some like ascetic pitch. Yeah, it comes back to like, and if you call now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I really like. I think that you. I think the reason that his thing is successful is that like it's built into him as a person, right? Like, I think if you just try and do like wire cutter for stuff, like wire cutter for fishing work? gear, I think it'll be way less interesting than if you do like wire cutter for fishing gear from the perspective of like a a self-employed programmer who just is trying to figure out what's cool in fishing and is applying kind of like an engineering mindset to fishing that 
not everyone is applying to fishing you know i totally agree and i I, in general like that is that's the path the the problem with that it's like i kind of don't want to do another thing that is like a fork of my quote-unquote brand like i don't want to do something that like relies on me and my audience or my personality or something even though like i do i don't want the content treadmill um you know like is the reason because you want to be able to sell this thing for sure that's one reason i i'm like really interested in businesses in business ideas for me that are like atomic because i feel like every business i've ever started or been a part of you know which is not many but like skinny kid films i had the worst time with that i had like a videography business that that you know made like 70 and that, grand that one's a year, hard to sell because what if you sell it to a fat guy yeah the, the name doesn't hold up uh, <laughs> they fortunately hire skinny it was called kid, kid. i sold it to mitch and then he sold it to his girlfriend at the time who, but kid worked uh-huh but anyway, like I, I just learned what it's like to sell a business that doesn't have any value outside of its its like physical assets, which in the mm-hmm. digital world is like nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I've created something of value, but it has no value. And so you uh, see you yourself as a person as like a physical asset that you don't want to tie your company to or like your brand. I guess. I guess I just see it as something that I can't sell and that can't then and that is there's a limited resource of. And I would right, like but to I mean, like if you think about like, a machine that is is like Caleb agnostic. You know what I mean? Sure. So like, think about like, uh, Mr. Money Mustache or like the points guy, right? Yeah. Maybe more the points guy than Mr. Money Mustache, right? Okay. Right. The points guy, his whole thing is like, I review Has credit cards. out. I review credit cards and I like give you some like tips on how to get the most points and spend them efficiently. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, he could 100% sell that business. If he hasn't already. If he hasn't and already. Like, it's a very impersonal brand. Like, yeah, I don't even know who the points guy is and like, I use the shit out of that site. But like the brand is still like even though like it's pretty diluted at this point by like all the ads. Like, yeah. Uh, the brand itself is still kind of based on this idea that there's like behind the scenes there's a mad scientist who's obsessed with this stuff. Kind of kind of not. I know what you're saying, but like, I no longer have that image at all. Right, right. But you've, I'm saying like first impression. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, now know enough about the points guy to realize that every article is just an ad for the the Chase Venture card. It's actually, there is good info on it, but it's like content marketed to hell. It's so content marketed. I I do like it. Like, I still go to it. I haven't like nerd wall it. I'm trying to think of other, like uh, the Motley Fool. Like these are sites that used to be good and have turned there are to garbage sites. No good finance blogs. There is one. <laughs> there is actually Mr. Money two Mustache. <laughs> very good ones. Yeah, the Mad Scientist and Mr. Money Mustache are really but like good. and JLL almost, Collins. There's almost like all three. content related to finance is just content marketing, and it's the worst. It's just affiliate links and to even credit the, cards. This is the, those this are, is the craziest thing too. Is like every single app for finance is also that like all these apps that purport to give you good finance advice like credit karma or whatever yeah yeah they give you bad finance advice in the name of selling you new credit cards well that's the thing because i mean credit card commission is what's up so everybody goes for it like but like i feel like a company like credit karma or something should have like a fiduciary responsibility to their members to not like especially like okay credit karma it's like 
you uh, let's assume that like a good 60% of the members of Credit Karma are there because their credit is bad and they want to make it good. Because their credit's garbage. Yeah, right? Uh, like you're yeah, there because I mean, I like... I think you're there because you want to make it better. Right. Yes. And they are giving you, especially like if, if you come to Credit Karma, right? And you're like a person who like has historically bad credit. I'll say this is a person who came to Credit Karma with historically bad credit and made yeah. my credit better through Credit Karma, right? Word. Yeah. The only way I was able to make my credit better through Credit Karma was by ignoring the Credit Karma advice on what to do to make my credit good, which was, okay, sure. why don't you sign up for these 12 new credit cards? And like, you know, it's just like crazy stuff. Like they're real big on like, if you have a balance, then they want to sell you a balance transfer card. Um, yeah. Or if you, whatever, then now, oh, now they want to sell you a car loan because like whatever. And it's like, dude, this is terrible. Like, People who come here with bad credit, you know, based on their credit history that you have, that these people have a hard time paying back their debts, and you're just encouraging them to rack up more debt. Like, I understand all your points, and I completely agree. I think that I definitely underestimate the impact of all those highly targeted, um, you know, financial ads that credit card credit karma is riddled with more than ever. Yeah, like it's gotten way worse it's so over bad. the years, um, but. Credit Karma is still an insanely valuable tool where oh, I can get course. exactly the information I want and no tool exists like it and it's free. And the exactly. reason I use it in the first place is because it's free. Yeah. I'd love to be able to pay for it. How did they get money? <laughs> I would love to be able to pay for it in order for them to say, here's what's actually the best advice for you, not the advice that's going to make us well, the, the most money. Well, the thing is, is like, I don't even think that they would even know the best advice or be able to, do, you know, like maybe sort of, but I mean, the best advice... I guess to build credit, it might it might be not as simple as like stop spending money on stuff you can't afford, and you know, yeah. Like, at so some like, level of credit, it, there should like there be was a like moment a, right before we like bought our house, right? There was a moment where like I was out of debt and had bad things on my credit card history, or on my not credit cards, but like on my uh, credit history that hadn't fallen yeah. off yet, right? That carjacking. No, like a Verizon router and like just like bad things, you know, Word. like a just stuff like this, a right? Verizon router? Yeah, like I ha or a Comcast router. Actually, I had like Comcast and I never returned their. Or actually, I think I did return their box. But anyway, they you got hit your credit score. They got sent me to collections over like, it. Oh my god! Yeah, it was like, like really bad. A and they, month charge for well no it was because it's like once you don't return it, it it's valued at like three hundred dollars or something dude that's wild and so they ping you with like three hundred dollars in collections and you know it's this bad thing and then they wrote it off at one point because like i wasn't getting their letters or was not opening their letters i don't know um yeah. this is when i was like 18 or 19 so who knows you know but like yeah. um anyway like they wrote it off and it was just like a very bad mark on my credit of like you just stole $300 from Comcast, you know? Um, there's stuff like that that was just... And then there was like that credit card I ran up on Chase that has me blacklisted from Chase for life um, when I was 19. So like, it's just stuff like that. And it's like, okay, well, like now I'm out of debt. Now I'm current on everything. All my payments are good, you know? I'm not like a bad, bad boy. So like, but I also want to buy a house sometime. So like, what do I do here, right? And that's what I was using Credit Karma for was like, how do I get from like 611 credit score to like 700? You were, you, but you went to Credit Karma for advice. Like that's like the tool isn't for that. Right? Um, isn't, 
well, the tool is to give you visibility and then sure, sure, sure. you, well, and you I think like that, look elsewhere for the advice to then like and, apply to it and yeah, use it and as a feedback so that's, loop. I think that's what I was doing, right? But I think that's why I didn't fall into the trap. But I think there are a lot of people out there who say like a lot of the advice out there just on like forums and stuff or on subreddits is like use credit karma and that's the advice. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of info about credit scores and stuff comes from the credit karma forums. Like the credit karma forums are actually very active. Hmm. Um, and it's just a whole slew of people who list what credit cards they have in their forum signatures and their credit scores in their forum signatures, giving each other advice and like it's a very credit karma centric world like repairing credit like the like diy credit repair stuff is like if you don't go past the first page of google results much of what you'll find is like just use credit karma bro um and i think that's really dangerous because like credit karma is actually not in the business of helping you repair your credit they're in the business of selling you credit cards yeah, I mean, they're in the business of providing like an insanely useful tool that nobody else provides and monetizing it through credit card affiliate links like every other financial place does. And sure. I agree that there should be some sort of fiduciary responsibility. I guess I just see it as like, well, this is how these places make money and everybody does it, Yeah, I'm not- including Mr. Money Mustache. He does it in the best way possible, but everybody does it because it's that's how you make money in the, in yeah. the biz. I just so. don't, I don't know if I'm okay with it. <laughs> okay. Um, so point being, why why did we get on credit karma because we don't want caleb's oh, garbage we ta- amazon reviews to turn into no no so we were talking about the, the points guy and how that's like a brand oh, yeah, that's yeah. associated theoretically with a guy yeah but yeah, yeah. probably has been sold off and that guy is just living in baja somewhere chilling i think he's still active i don't even i don't know but there's there's many other employees um i mean even something like css tricks is like yeah has grown beyond chris coyer He's awesome because he's still super active and there's still lots of Chris Coyer posts, mm-hmm. but there's lots of other non-Chris Coyer posts, um, you know? So I just want, I guess what I'm saying is like, I have so much, so many other like good opportunities in my life that are like real and that I've worked really hard for. And the like, I, I have to put my effort there. Mm-hmm. So I'm not looking to like spread my, my, put my eggs in more baskets of like my real driven path i just Mm -hmm. want like to do something on the side like that doesn't it's like walled off it's like is Mm -hmm. it possible for me to take an idea and use the leverage of like my knowledge of the internet and affiliate marketing to actually generate and the actual need that i've expressed that i need um and see if i can actually have a go at it you know what i mean like atomic like an atomic business where like you grow it by by investing in like google ads and then seeing what your return on you know google ads are or youtube ads you know mm-hmm. um it's just fascinating to me yeah um, i think you should try it as the model of doing it um i think generally what has been found is that like um the like cpc for ads versus the affiliate value of selling things almost never makes sense straight up So if the only way you're driving traffic is through affiliate or is through like ads that you're paying for, then you'll never make your money back. Why is that? It just costs more money to get people to the page than you make by them clicking the link. Oh, is that right? Yeah. 
So like yeah. people have basically broken this down that like the the customer acquisition cost, like the cost to actually get someone to buy something right. through your affiliate link is lower yeah. than the amount of money you make from the link on average. So if mm -hmm. that's your only funnel, then you fail. Yeah, so like it's a no go. So that's so why maybe... I would say like because you have other assets like your brand, right? Or your like right. or even just like your ability to brand this for people. Yeah. Target this to people who are money spending hobbyist individuals, programmers. Yeah. Right. Content marketing, not not necessarily attached to my own brand, but yeah. But like, like yeah, but like even if making... you just design this as like a hey like are you like kind of like a hacker mindset person who wants to most efficiently buy the stuff for your hobby like here's the blog for you right um because if you did it that way like then you have a chance of like getting like actual organic shares inside that community and it's a better targeted community because it's people who actually have disposable income and are like have a tendency to like get into side projects and hobbies and shit yeah yeah. So how do you get like the only way I know how to make something successful is to like build something that's valuable and tell all the people who already trust me about it, you know? Yeah. So like, so that Chase you... Reeves guy I was talking about, uh, his website is matterful, matterful.co word. And I just sent it to you. It's like, cool. It's just like a really well-designed kind of hackery vibe, like even like techie really font. Nice and stuff and then yeah, it's like totally. broken down by like sections like home office stuff That's clothes beautiful. shortlist and he's like a big minimalism guy so he only owns like one sure. of each category of thing you know does he what does he make on this this is like living uh this is his i believe his primary living yeah and all of the revenue is um i don't know i haven't met him affiliate? yet but i'm going to ask him all these questions as soon as i meet him <laughs> interesting um, yeah, this is very, very interesting. So I'm clicking around. You got to do some clicking to get where you want to go, but that's all right. And yeah, okay. So he's got videos of him reviewing stuff. Yeah. yeah so he's got basically a pretty, pretty decent YouTube channel. What I'm looking to associate. do. Um, check price of this bag. Doesn't actually look like, oh no, it is. Yeah, totally. Yeah. He's got his, an affiliate link to this bag. Um, word. So yeah, it's got to be. Sweet. And he's got yeah, these, cool. like, if you go into, like, um, like a category, like, here, I'm sending you a link. So this is the, like, large everyday carry category. Okay. Um, here, actually, for the listener, you can share your screen while you look at it, or for the YouTube audience. Um, okay. But, like, what's really cool about this is, like, if you scroll down, yeah, he's, he's like, written some custom content. So, like, for each one, he's got, like, a two-sentence like gist on each bag like a modern elegant take on a classic expandable roll top bag excellent materials yep. lots of expanding capacity lovely to use on the regular that's like the explanation of one bag sure plus there's like a much more in-depth review yeah i dig it i mean this is like extremely useful so he's presumably bought all these and used them yeah i think it's he gets sent a lot of bags at this point yeah I think he's kind of like the backpack review guy at this point cool yeah that's a good niche man that's a good niche the reason it's a great niche is because this guy gets to roll around in all these backpacks for free yeah <laughs> and they're great and i've looked at a, f uh, a few of these um i think this one i i was like really jazzed about these travel packs that basically are like carry-on like uh mm -hmm. roller bags without mm -hmm. rollers 
Like you could actually like, you know. Yeah, like I have the uh, rectangular. the Peak Design travel backpack too now. Okay. Uh, which is yeah, this is interesting. What I like, um, outdoor gear lab. You ever mm-hmm. been on outdoor gear lab? Nope. Like the thing I like about what outdoor gear lab does, they're like a really well-known reputable outdoor gear review place. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you like, so there's same sort of deal. Um, but if you click on one of these, like you get a very b- good overview. Oh, they have sort like of like a good data driven. Yeah. And it looks like one of those junk data tables. that's just an affiliate like bot. Um, but it's actually good. Like yeah, all and this it looks like each like cell in the table is actually really like well custom out. written content. For sure. Yeah, every single thing. Like one of the cons is, is like on the heavier side. Yep. And then you can like oh, uh, you know, prioritize yeah, really nice. a specific constraint. Like wow. I really care about um about, you know, comfort and mo- mo- mobility. I want to see based on that. And there's even like graphs and stuff that I'm missing, but there's other like ways to view the data. So anyway. It's kind of a more like data first approach, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it would be super fun because who doesn't love buying a bunch of cheap Amazon garbage? Do you like, do you from time, like buy you a bunch any, of cheap like, Amazon hobbies garbage? you buy cheap Amazon stuff for? Oh yeah, for sure. Right. Like who doesn't, you know? So like, here's an, here's an example. Um, I recently needed to get some waterproof boots. Okay. Nice. So it was yep. like, there's some places that Perfect. I'm going to. There's some places that I'm going to need to stand that are like wet and muddy, you know, and it's somewhere I'm going to need to be standing in like some kind of like, you know, one to two inch deep wet mud slash water for about an hour Mm -hmm. at some point coming up soon and probably repeatedly, right? In in a tunnel. Don't worry about it. Um, And... uh, and I was like, okay, I want some boots so I could just buy some rain boots, like some rubber rain boots, you know? Yep. But it's mm-hmm. cold and those aren't insulated. So then it's like, okay, I want what I want is some boots that have some insulation inside that are going to be a little bit warmer, um, but are definitely 100% waterproof. So then I do a little digging, blah, blah, blah. I end up just buying the Sperry duck boots off Amazon for 80 bucks. Right. Word. And it's like, yeah. All right. They're, they're 80 bucks. I'm not buying like a $300 pair of boots, you know? Yeah. Um, they, the bottom of the thing is like an encapsulated rubber shell. So I know at least the first inch and a half are like completely waterproof. And yeah. then I'll just buy some random beeswax from Amazon too. And just like make sure that all the seams are real tight. And these things advertise okay. themselves as being waterproof. So this should be good enough. But yeah. if someone out there had a page where it was like, so you need some waterproof boot, waterproof boots, but you also want them to be warm. Like here's five different pairs of boots and here's the ones you should get. I would mm-hmm. totally have used that. Totally. Yep. I mean, that's a perfect example of like, yeah, like muck boots, like rain boots type deal. Um, best cheap rain boot, you know? And like, yeah, see exactly. like what's the cheapest, most garbage rain boot I can get on Amazon. Well, and the rain boots are like crazy too. Cause there's a lot of $20 rain boots. And there's mm. also a lot of $200 rain boots. That's the thing, man. There are that not is a literally lot of the thing. $80 rain boots. Like $80 is actually like a very strange price point for like waterproof boots. I think for anything, like, so I guess, well, the thing that I'm about to tell you has actually the waterproof concept in common with the, the rain boots. But mm-hmm. I bought, um, because of my new boating career, I bought a dry bag and... 
uh, and I was just like, okay, I just need like a dry bag to put all like a first aid kit and just stuff that you need when you're, you know, like me now a notable captain, yeah. you know, of a vessel. Um, so I have this, I go on Amazon and I'm like, you know, there's the Yeti thing that you can get for like $7,000 or something sure. ballpark. And then there's the $10 Amazon bestseller garbage thing. This is the problem. And they look almost exactly the same. You know what and the problem like, is, dude? Is that Carhartt yeah. has gone towards becoming a luxury brand. You but think like, so? Carhartt, well, they, I mean, they are a luxury brand and they have started like sub labels of Carhartt that are like streetwear brands and stuff now. Okay. Like Carhartt is selling That's smart. $200 t-shirts and stuff now. That's crazy. That's yeah. ridiculous. The only reason I, I was like interesting is, I mean, my foray into Carhartt was anybody else's, um, but the last Carhartt thing I owned was like mittens and they were like the cheapest best mittens on amazon like that's what i'm saying that's the problem is that carhartt used to be this which is like these are incredibly well made will not fall apart and have yeah. and their target audience is like working people who will get mad at them if their thing sucks right like because the people who buy these are actually going to stand in water for a long time in these boots and if yeah. their feet get wet, they're going to be mad about it, right? They'll be mad. And so their, the, the whole Dickies Carhartt pair. promise was like, this is has a bare minimum of functionality, which is like, if you were a professional who needed this to work on a day-to-day basis, this will work, right? But also, you're a, not a hobbyist who's going to overpay for this. You're a professional who needs to pay the least amount for the most efficient yeah. usage of bang for your buck. That was the Carhartt promise. And Carhartt is just slowly sliding towards like, actually, we're going to sell Carhartt to like hipsters in LA. Yeah. Which just Smart. means that it's hard to get. That the brand just goes. Yeah, exactly. And costs more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a sad, that's a sad thing. But um, I feel like Timberland but... is one of those brands that is still like kind of in that world. Okay. You know, of like, here's like a brand that like, there's like a maximum of how much they can really charge for it, but a minimum of how shitty it can be. Mm. And they have to like mm-hmm. live in that. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I don't follow Tim's. Well, no, I'm not talking about that, the boots, but... but I'm talking about like, if you wanted to buy a pair of mittens, like I feel like Timberland mittens or like a Timberland beanie is always a good insulated beanie. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I guess what I, my thesis statement is like, I don't want all my stuff to be cheap Amazon garbage. I just want the stuff that is able to be cheap, cheap Amazon garbage to be cheap Amazon yeah, garbage. Yeah. I want to know, like, what are the things where I'm just being an idiot? By like, am I buying like an HDMI cable from Best Buy level idiot? You yeah. know, no offense, Daniel. No offense. <laughs> don't talk to me about HDMI cables. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, what are the HDMI cables of cheap Amazon garbage that people just shouldn't be wasting their money at yeah, yeah. whatever store, retail store? Mm-hmm. Um, and what are the best ones? Like, well, and that's and, here's the thing with fishing. Like, I don't know anything about fishing, but like, I would assume. Oh, don't sell yourself short, Daniel. I would assume that like you want your rods to be high quality. It's rod in, is the plural of rod. You want your fishing rods rod. to be high quality. You probably want your reels to be high quality do you do you need your do you need to buy expensive line 
or can so, you I buy mean, cheap line and an expensive rod? I'm not a professional angler, yeah. so I can't answer these questions because I suck, but I do a lot of fishing. So what I've learned is that like fish don't give a shit what rod you use mm-hmm. <laughs> or what reel you use or what line you use for the most part. That's probably one of the more important parts is the line. But yeah, because if the line breaks, then you're in real trouble. Yeah. But even that, like there, you know, you can go nutso on line um, on every single aspect of the whole outfit. You can go nutso. And so I'm, I'm going to buy a bunch of cheap rods and see what happens because I just broke an expensive rod. And Jack McDade, when we were saltwater fishing, he had a stingray on his like $200 rod, snapped it right in half. Now Jack McDade has no rod and whatever i mean i feel like he would have been just as good or bad off with the, the 50 dollar rod you know sure but maybe yeah, even no, with a I mean, piece of bamboo to your point though yeah <laughs> truly uh to your point i think you're right that there there's the what's the signal what's the noise what was the 80 20 like what are the parts of this of the get up that's like yeah. well, you don't want to cheap out on this but you can cheap out on this this and this yeah, yeah. well like like, like you don't want to Never mind. I take it all back. I had an example, but then I realized there's actually nothing in that equation you can cheap out on. Okay. <laughs> One of the Darwin on the trail things is like that I've picked up with Hannah. Mm-hmm. We use smart water bottles when we hike mm-hmm. because they're great. They're one liter. Yeah. They're ultra light mm-hmm. because they're just like water bottles. Yeah. And you, d- you and don't have to have they're narrow enough like... that they fit into your water bottle pocket. Yes. They're perfect in yeah. every way. So we just use smart water bottles and it's totally great. And there's like, yeah, I don't know. There's things that just are ridiculous for you to go buy, you know, whatever. Like a $70 water bottle, yeah. Yeah, like the Under Armour, um, I don't know, name a thing. And and unless it's like an Under Armour down sleeping bag mm-hmm. or ultra light tent. Mm-hmm. Or like you know. maybe some like really good boots. Sorry, I'm thinking North Face. Yeah. Um, you know, but then Under there's like Armour all the North boots. Face brand things. Yeah, definitely. Then there's all the brand things that are like, you're an idiot for buying those things. And yeah, I'm yeah. that idiot. So, yep. Well, sometimes. <clears throat> so, yeah, Daniel. But the fish doesn't care if your rod is the Amazon $50 yeah. knockoff. You want to buy cheap paint, but expensive caps. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Well, there you um, go, Daniel. Well, cool. I feel like we actually hit all of your topics. Or was there one other one? Oh, your 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 boat membership. You're you're a member of boats. I now? mean, we covered it. I command a fleet of like 500 boats. Call, call um, you the admiral. Yep. Yeah, uh, no problem. No, I signed up for a boat membership thing, so I don't have to own a boat. I'm just the boat like of part the of the month pool club. Of people, exactly. So I they get one shipped to me. Monthly pun intended. Um. So no, but, but, uh, but yeah, so I, like I'm now in, I just did the training in Tampa with, with Hannah mm-hmm. and we like went out and learned the ways of like channel markers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and practice like parallel parking boats on docks mm-hmm. and, uh, getting better at it. You good at not it sucking at it as much better than I was. It's harder than you think. It's weird. To parallel park a boat. Yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah. It's not like tires, but, yeah. um, but we did it. Nice. Yep. Nice so now we, we can rent boats whenever, like all over Florida and cool. Buffalo. So, you know, what's I'll be doing a lot more probably booty. like my favorite thing I've ever done. And I, th- you know how like there's like certain rich people things that are like overrated and certain rich people things that are underrated. 
skiing. Like I'd say like caviar is overrated. Caviar, sure. Right? Like that's like a generically rich person thing where it's like it's not really good. Yeah. You know, or like it's it's definitely not really amazing. You know? Yeah, that's a good call. And some of those insane like uh MTV cribs, crystal crystal light, like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Crystal. Just crystal. Crystal lights the packets you put in the water. Yeah, crystal light. (laughs) Crystal. Okay, go on. Um, yeah. You know what is the rich person thing that is most appropriately, like, if if you're rich, this is what you should be spending money on? Would I guess it? Probably. Is it an, an activity uh, or yeah, an item? It's an item for an activity. Is the activity outdoors? Yeah. Is it? Okay, I'm not going to get it. Jet skis. Jet skis. Jet skis are insanely fun. Hmm. There's almost nothing in the entire world that is more fun than jet skis. Really? I cannot picture having more fun than the fun that I've had on jet skis. Really? They are so fun. Wow. You just get to go insanely fast. And you're in water. It's true. And it's hot, but like you're getting sprayed and misted and like you're with your friend and you're trying to catch them and you're also trying it's not true. to die, you know? Yep. It's I so think, fun. I think it's a little bit of a novelty thing, but I could be, I am so wrong. I guarantee you because I don't own a jet ski. Jet I've skis. only done it a few times. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like you think jet skis aren't fun until I you. I mean, I think they're fun. It's just like they're fun a little bit. And then you're like, okay. You know, it's like motorcycles, but like, right, right, you don't have to worry as much about like dying from asphalt, right? I mean, people still can die on jet skis, but like, for sure, you kind of have to really fuck up to die on a jet ski. Yeah, I get you. And like, so you can just kind of go really fast on your jet ski. And as long as you don't like completely crash into a boat or something or a rock. Like or fall off and hit water at sixty miles an hour and yeah yeah, yeah but like you're okay mostly you know and it's pretty safe they don't fall over easily it's like yeah, it's, it's like riding a tricycle motorcycle or something yeah it's I would I would feel much safer driving a yeah okay go on they're super fun you gotta get some jets yeah. while you're in Florida you and Hannah the thing should is, just that's rent not some a jet rich skis. people thing owning jet skis is a rich people thing no way you don't think so. No. I know a lot of people who own jet skis in Buffalo and nobody's sorry, sorry, Buffalo. Sorry, sorry, You know what it is? It's owning jet skis that aren't in your driveway on a trailer is a rich people thing. Because they're in the dock on yeah. a slip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, still not even, dude. Sorry, slips aren't that expensive. Mm. And it's actually cheaper to not have to like tow it and store it. Just mm. stick it in the slip. Well, I if know. I ever get rich, I'm buying a jet ski is all I'm saying. Do it. You don't have to get rich. Let me tell you. I'm not going to buy a jet ski, ski unless I get rich, Caleb. No, no, let's I'm get you I'm not buying a jet, a jet ski. ski until I get my first quarter million dollar year, and then I'll buy a jet ski. Okay. Craigslist? Don't um, Craigslist a jet ski. I'm doing it. Craigslist? No, that's how you die on a jet ski. You wouldn't die on a your, jet ski. You buy it off Craigslist. Where do you live? Asheville. Asheville, North Carolina. Craigslist. Okay, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Let's see. We're getting it's you a gonna jet be like ski today. like $3,000 or something stupid. Yeah, for sure. Okay, six thousand dollars, two thousand eight Yamaha VX Deluxe in Sylvia. You know, S- Silva. Silva. You know who that is. Yep. Go to Silva. Get yourself a jet ski. 
Yeah, dude. I bet actually there's like a giant shortage of them because yeah. of COVID. Like I bet it's really hard to get. It's a 13-year-old jet ski in Silva. That's not where you want to buy a 13-year-old jet ski. Let me tell you. All right. Uh, you got a $4,000 Sea-Doo. Um, dude, this isn't difficult. You're not going to spend more than $10,000 to get a decent jet ski. Right, right, right. You know? It's just a completely frivolous five grand sure. you're spend. You know? I sort of agree, but there are a lot of like people in buffalo who own jet skis right right, right. i'm just saying if you're gonna frivolous, frivolously spend five grand this is the yeah. way to do it <laughs> yeah you might be right i mean you could, boats are so cheap like you could get like a i've driven boats. foot normal boat for like three grand i've driven boats like i've driven like ski boats and speed boats and stuff right they're fun they're not as yeah. fun as jet skis yeah it's a different fun Sure. It's it's a less nimble fun for sure. That's one thing about it is you're for way sure. less nimble. The for other sure. thing about it is like you got all these other people who you're responsible for who are in the boat, and you got all constantly you're talking worrying to a captain about like, here. am I bouncing someone oh, out of I the know. back of the boat by going too fast? <laughs> right? Yeah. And like also you're like if I crash this boat, that's a lot of money. Whereas if I mm-hmm. crash this jet ski, like I could come up with five grand. You know what I think would be super fun? Jet skiing. Uh, this is probably what a ton of people do. But like jet skiing, like pretty good waves. That yeah. would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Well, what's fun is you get a you rent a boat and you rent two jet skis for a party of like six people. Ah, just right? ride the wake. Yeah. yeah, and so two people are constantly jet skiing and the and the rest of the people are on the boat relaxing and yeah. drinking beer and stuff, right? Yeah. And that's good. so like the people on the jet skis are riding the wake of the boat, and then like if you get tired yeah. of jet skiing, you just hop in the boat, let someone else jet ski for a while. That's a good time. And then when you stop I mean, the boat, just, you could you just tie the jet skis to the boat and you're good. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. That's super fun. Um you ever like water skied or wakeboarded? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's another good one that's a lot cheaper if you have a boat. Yeah. <laughs> a lot cheaper if you got a boat already. But that's a ton of fun. Yeah. If you're like good enough to not be terrified of, you know, yeah, smashing. Yeah. I've never face. gotten like good at it. But I mean like also just like tubing and stuff is super fun. Tubing's if fun, you have yeah. No standing up skills, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've wakeboarded yeah. a little bit a couple times. I'm not great at it. It was really difficult for me to get up. I thought yeah, like, yeah. oh, I snowboard, no problem. But it took me a long, long time to get up. But then you, you know, it's like you just like learn instantly. Yeah, and you're, you're like, up. oh, this is how you. And get then up. you crash and it hurts Dude, a every lot. Time. Yeah, it actually can hurt. I've like mo- for me the the issues are more like. I'll swallow, inhale, or just get like water everywhere inside of me. Yeah. And just be like gagging in the middle of the water. Yep. Waiting to get rescued because you're just like sitting there choking ah. on and you have like skis attached or like one ski flew off and yeah. ripped almost ripped your leg off. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it is it's kinda wild. But it's and actually jets or water skiing I had didn't find to be that much fun because you have to keep the skis together. Mm-hmm with your legs which requires a lot of strength and is like super awkward and not fun yeah yeah yeah. so like one ski or wakeboarding is way better in that sense for me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i do know what you're saying word man um well actually i have a date with the mouse in five minutes the mouse yeah i gotta go to the magic kingdom to uh, ride splash mountain before they change it um how they in our house that's like a holy holy ride how are they changing it? Um, they're because of all the racism in it. They're turning it into like the Princess and the Frog ride. Oh, is there a lot of racism in Splash Mountain? Well, it, I think it was like originally for Song of the South, which mm. is like the Disney swept under the carpet. Officially movie. canceled Disney show. Yeah, 
Um, but in the ride, like it's not a racist ride, but you know, whatever. I don't have a lot of opinions on this, but there are people who are very angry. Oh, is that the about, one with the crows that are supposed to be black people? I don't think they are, but there are crows in it and they do that. Yeah. And there's some accents in it. Mm-hmm. There's some accents. It's a Southern vibey, uh, song of the South. Yeah. I can't so imagine. Song of the I can't South imagine ride, something but, called song of the South being not racist. It's tough for me because it's like, it is really like probably the best ride in Disney mm-hmm. and the charm is just like, it's through the roof. It's a really, really good ride. Um, so, but whatever. Damn son. It's racist. So we'll burn it Do the princess and the frog. Same drop, same flume, same log plume, flume. Same flume? splash. Flume? Is it still going to be called splash mountain? No. What? It's going to be a new ride. Isn't that insane? Like it's literally like That's they're taking like one real... of the cornerstone rides away. Yeah. I feel like they should just keep calling it Splash Mountain, just completely change the content. I know, right? Yeah. They should. They totally should. It's still a big no, splash it's... out of a mountain. Yeah, it's so silly. And there's a and lot like of Disney... like there's a lot of like brand value in the name Splash Tons. Mountain. What are they gonna change Tons. Space Mountain next? I know. It's gonna be like well, I was gonna say the Tron ride, but they're actually making the Tron roller coaster next to it. That's funny. But I mean, they. This is the classic Disney move: is take like an original thing that you know romantically, like Walt dreamed up, and and then just slap a Disney IP sticker on it and be like, "What's the closest new animated movie to this theme? Mm-hmm. It's going to be that now." Yeah. And just the money grab, Disney, no originality. So there you go. Mm. All right. So yeah, I actually do have to go uh, to the mouse. So all right, it's been real, dog. Best of luck with the mouse. Thanks, Deke. All righty. Uh, you want to cue the outro music? Cueing it now. Bum, ba, dum. Bum, bum, bum.